Welcome. My name is Tracy Stevens, and this is the Healing Point Podcast. So, you're very welcome here, and I'm really pleased to have you. What would you like to talk about today? Actually, I would like to talk about rosacea. Okay. I have rosacea from for 12 years now. And um, I have been diagnosed with it since uh, 2019. So I didn't know that it's rosacea and it's uh, something very uh, chronic and permanent. Mm-hmm. So I would like to know what are the, the, the real causes of it because they told me it's uh, something that I have to live with it for the rest of my time. It's uh, a bit uncomfortable for me because it causes uh, irritation and redness and uh, all the stuff that are related to rosacea. So I would like to have a normal face, and normal skin without any blemishes or the discomfort of it, actually. Not even the way it looks, actually, the discomfort of the skin uh, that comes with rosacea. So I would like to know uh, what are the root causes, okay. why people get it, and if if uh, if there is any any uh, way to heal it totally and uh, make it abolish uh, one time. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, just in case anyone's listening and they haven't heard of rosacea before. Um, could you describe it or could you could you just speak about what the s- symptoms are and also how it feels for you? Actually, it, it started with a rush in my face, spots, red spots in my face that I thought uh, they were uh, acne. Yeah. So even though I have been to dermatologist many times, they always treated it like acne, yeah. uh, redness. Uh, in on the cheeks actually but uh, when I hit 33 34 I started to feel uh, more and more discomfort in my skin it becomes uh, itchy uh, dry um, there is a kind of inflammation in my face whether uh, because of the sun or the air conditioning either hot or cold uh, all of this so uh, it's it's very the discomfort and the itchiness of the face and uh, of course the redness uh, on the cheeks it, it's not really uh, um, it doesn't look good actually it's it's obvious there is bumps there is uh, uh, the skin is not harmonious it's not smooth uh, it comes with patches on on the cheeks uh, actually Okay, thanks for describing that. And do you notice any fluctuation in those symptoms, maybe related to your cycle or any fluctuation at all in them? Or is it constant? Is it, does it feel the same every day? Actually, it depends. It depends on how I feel, maybe, or if there is, a, it's the period of. Uh, my period or uh, the cycle, but uh, I have been um, dealing with it since I have, I have hit twenty five years old. It, it it appeared suddenly without any. Uh, maybe I I have um, uh, used um, foundation on my face, and I have been on the sun all the day. 
And actually, I thought I have had um, a reaction against uh, this foundation. But uh, I noticed that it doesn't go away. And I have always had this uh, pattern on my face uh, years and years. Even though I go to the dermatologist, it stops with uh, some treatments and creams. But I uh, noticed that it doesn't go away, actually, without uh, without any, uh, any treatments. And I have been using uh, creams and stuff on my face that doesn't really uh, help help me to um, to reduce it or uh, it, it's not very adequate to the my to my situation when I have uh, I have had 34 or 33 years old I noticed that it's not really acne and it's more than, than acne so there is something else so I decided to go uh, to see a dermatologist and she was uh, smart enough to tell me since uh, the time she saw my face she she told me actually it's rosacea I um, have been on antibiotics for one year and I got the treatment, the right one. So everything worked very well. My face was clear and smooth without any patches or itchiness. But uh, last year, uh, September last year, uh, it appeared uh, one more time. And back to that time, I was very stressed and I was overthinking about my future, uh, about... um, what I, I am supposed to do in this life. And I was triggered uh, from many factors. So it started to, uh, my face started to react. And uh, so uh, there is some patches and some itchiness in my face, um, less than before, but uh, it is here. Okay. So you said um, that you were triggered last year. You had, a, you had a period of your skin being clear and then you were triggered again and, and it came back. But before we look at that, can I um, take you back to when it very first started, when you were 24, 25, did you say? Yeah, what was happening in your in your life around that time? Actually, uh, I just finished, finished it. Uh, I got my degree in that year. Yeah. And months, um, months before I have had the rash on my faces, maybe a month before got my degree and and finished my study, my higher studies. I don't really remember all the details about that, uh, that period, but just before it, I have been, I have been uh, into uh, some hard times uh, when I was studying at the university and uh, my family environment wasn't really a good environment, let's say. So I have been very stressed, and I was thinking about my future. I was, I was seeing blockages around me that uh, that made me think that I'm not eager to to go where I want to go. And yeah. um, so I have been in this logic for a long period of my time. Okay, yeah, because I was going to say it takes a while for something yeah. to manifest in our physical bodies. So. Mm-hmm. Um, the years leading up to your final year in university, you, you've already said were there were some challenges there. There were, there were. Okay. I, have, I have been through a very tough time emotionally, actually, in many uh, aspects in my life, especially uh, relationships, uh, family, and uh, my future. <laughs> when uh, because I, I have always related the studies with the future and what I am supposed to become in this life and my career, etc. So uh, 
this is what were uh, was uh, going on for me. Okay, and um, would it be okay just to invite you just to speak about some of the emotional challenges that you were having? Um, you know, leading up to that time, so there was there were challenges with um, with relationships. You said, and also challenges in the family. Would would you be happy just to speak about um, what was what was happening and how you were feeling? Mm-hmm. Don't, uh, so the environment where I grew up wasn't really um, helping for me, or uh, I didn't find it um, op- uh, opening for me. So uh, I have dealt with blockages, with uh, uh, stuff related to boundaries. I didn't have the space, my space or the space to do the things that I wanted to do. So uh, I have always had this dilemma um, related to blockages and uh, having space and having uh, uh, enough space to express myself or to do the things that I want to do. Uh, I have been dealing with judgment, uh, limitations, things things like that. So actually... um, when I was four or five years old, uh, I have been separated from my little family, father and mother, and I have uh, been um, translated to uh, my grandma's house. So I grew up uh, with my grandma, my aunties, my uncles, a big family, loud family. Um, so this is the environment that uh, I have been growing uh, in. Uh, there was uh, there were uh, ups and downs actually, but um, but I've I've always seen the environment as limited limiting. Yes, yeah. And how did that limitation make you feel inside? Frustration. Right. Yeah. Anger. I think somehow there there, there were times where I have been into. Um, struggles with members of my family about the way I see the world or the way I want to expand myself in the future. This is when I were, were 15, 16, that time of, uh, of my life. So I have been always struggling to, to say that uh, I'm able to do things. I'm able to expand myself. I'm able to be successful in the future. But I've always had this conversation when they are uh, not trusting me about what I can do in life, in the life. So it was frustrating for me, very frustrating. And and, uh, it built up uh, some kind of anger and resentment. And um, I I wanted always to prove that actually I I can. If you say no, but uh, actually I can do it. And, And what happened when you spoke out or did you speak out about the things that you wanted and I don't speak about it because uh, I don't want to be in troubles or drama or uh, having any confrontations, but I'm the kind of person that speaks for herself. So I can't stand any, anyone who can cross my boundaries or uh, uh, judge me or tell me something that I don't really uh, uh, accept. So when I speak about it and I say, no, actually, you don't have this right or why you are telling this for to, to me, I just, uh, um, I found myself uh, in confrontation with uh, older people in my yeah. family. 
and uh, it escalates and it becomes kind of trauma and tears and uh, and screams and all of that so it was stressful yeah and so I'm and this is where I'm going with it as well Mm -hmm. is this um this conflict that comes up in the family there you are trying to make yourself heard and seen exactly yeah and what's coming back towards you is uh, what judgment were you judged by your family or how did they react to you trying to speak it's uh, what we call nowadays gaslighting if i say for example uh, one day i will become something and something and something they just say who you think you are uh, no, you you won't be this uh, kind of person. Oh, you can't. Uh, other person, they they already did it and they didn't uh, succeed and all of the stuff. So uh, this is a kind of uh, of conversation or something like, uh, um, for example, someone pressured me to do something that I don't really want to do or I, I don't have the time or but I found myself obliged to do it. And uh, if I don't, uh, I found myself in troubles. And uh, punishment and uh, yelling and all this stuff. And especially in my adolescent uh, period of war. And uh, even when I wa- uh, was younger, actually, I have been uh, through some kind of uh, situation. But uh, when I was younger, I was very, uh, very quiet as a, as a child. I just get the, the hurtful things. And I don't really react. Yeah. But when I become uh, a teenage, I started to express myself in a loud way. Uh, I started to express uh, my opposition to the things that I don't agree with. I started to to uh, to um, to ask for things that I want to do, and I I feel that they are right. I don't really understand why I can't do them. You know what it it makes me think of? It makes me think of a lion in a cage. Imagine a cage and it's like, there you are with this really big, powerful energy and this desire to uh, grow and expand and explore your life. But you're in this cage and you can't break out. Exactly. Yeah. I was I was even journaling about it, about it this morning, and oh. uh, I have discovered this. Uh, th- there is something about expansion in me that I didn't have uh, the space to to really um, experience fully, and I um, I observed like that, that uh, even though you put me in a square in a, in, in square, I can make something f- from it. I can try to expand it even in this little little square so I have always lived in this way with this pattern even when I was younger so I have always looked for a place even though it's little tiny place and make it my place in my mind or my my imagination so um, so I said it it becomes a pattern in my life when I just put myself in a square and try to expand it and try to 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 uh, remove all the limits or i try which which may which actually make me think that uh, i can 
as a pushy person or sometimes aggressive person when I try try to prove myself or prove a point of, of view or I try to convince someone by something that I see it's correct, which is, I think, the, um, the negative side of this, this uh, yearn for expansion, actually. Yes, but let's just stay, let's stay with the yearn for expansion first, because I can hear it in you as you're talking. I can feel the energy coming out of you that, and this desire. Yeah, <laughs> I've had this desire since I, I was a child. And I remember myself, I was uh, in school and there is always uh, some uh, communities of uh, of students uh, with club, with uh, uh, theater or writing or any kind of activity, actually participating to this kind of activities. And I, I really love that. And what makes me do it actually behind the back of my family, because I, I always anticipate the no coming from them. So, yes. Yeah, so you don't want the conflict. Exactly. Yeah. So, so circling back to, um, like right now, what happened in those six months leading up to last September? What was what was happening for you? Were you faced with the same pattern of trying to expand? I think somehow yes, because uh, in twenty uh, twenty, I came back to my family in another city uh, that I don't really know. But I was excited about this um, this experience, actually. Yes. Uh, then Corona happened. So I found myself in, at, in the home uh, trying to, to, uh, to understand what's going on. But mm. I took it positively, actually. Yeah. But I think uh, that um, I just denied all the emotions that were building up that period of time and Everything exploded at um, the end of 2020, actually. Right. I started to have panic attacks, uh, which doesn't happen before. So I started to dig deep in myself, actually. I have seen a psychologist. He didn't really have a lot, but so I, I took the lead to my, of myself and I started to to read, to listen to podcasts, to, uh, to watch people about that that we're talking about healing and uh, trauma and emotional trauma, etc. And I have uh, entered the cycle of uh, healing. It was intense for me. It was really intense to face some dark um, places in my in myself I, that I didn't know that they exist actually. Because maybe I was uh, I was brushing them off, uh, taking the optimist uh, side of life. Yes. Then. Uh, cried a lot. I write a lot about it. So every time I discover things about myself, uh, but that period of September, I was uh, journaling about uh, relationships, friendships, and I realized that I have been emotionally or in my memories, maybe I have been connected, connected to people that they no longer exist in my life. Actually, they have gone away. So but I found there is a place in, my, in me inside that still hold on those people, on those memories. And um, I discovered that I have codependency even in 
my friendship because I already <laughs> deal with codependency in in relationships. So I start I I realized that it doesn't really um it's not limited to my relationships, uh, but uh, romantic relationships. But it's also in my friendship as well. I remember that I cried a lot. Yeah. Uh, when I realized that it's something that I have to let go. We move apart. And suddenly when I was journaling about it, I realized that I, I, I'm holding on those people and those memories, actually. I'm holding tight to those moments when I, um, I felt um, expanded emotionally or accepted or I felt it's myself, like myself. And I remember that day I have had a pain pain in my heart on the back it was so intense I didn't sleep that day things started to appear in my face the redness and it was um, at that time my mom also uh, uh, was sick suddenly and I found myself taking the responsibility of the house and taking care of my mom and this is actually when things uh, were really uh, uh intense in my face and uh, since that time uh it doesn't uh, move away so just talking about that with your about your mom um how did it feel taking care of her how did you feel in that um role a responsibility so responsibility in a heavy way in a heavy way yeah. and i didn't want to uh, to see her in pain or something bad happening to her. Yeah. And actually, um, uh, this feeling is, I have always, I have uh, experienced it even in my grandma house with my grandma, actually, when, before she passed away, she was really, really, um, she was ill, very ill, very fragile, very weak. And uh, we have to take care of her. And, it was um, a very difficult period of time, actually. Yeah. Even though it's not the same, it's not the same situation, actually. But the fact that you have to take care of someone who is uh, weak and has uh, health problem, and you have to take all the responsibilities from taking care of uh, that person, uh, cooking, dealing with the house, and um, putting aside yourself and your your uh, objective in life or what you you want to do i thought that it's a back set or a, um, yes, a backward step an obstacle. yeah yeah a backward step or, or an obstacle for me to move on if i deal with someone else uh, situation yeah so and and i understand all that and what i'm wondering is is what's the emotion mm-hmm. inside of you when you've got to take care of someone um and you're feeling the responsibility, the sense of duty, the sense of obligation. What is the emotion that sits in you? I just hold on all my emotion. Thus, I can be strong to do this mission, actually. And I've always done this. I always, when there is something that I am responsible about it, or I have to do something about it, or there is a lot on my shoulders and I have to... To, uh, to finish that mission, I always hold on all the emotion. I just finish the task and I collapse 
<laughs> entirely just after it. But the emotion that you're holding on to, what is that one? What is it that you really wanted to do in that situation? What would you, if you had, if you had 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 the choice, what would you have done? Would you have taken on the responsibility? Um, it's not obvious right now for me. I think, um, actually, I think uh, I have always uh, saw someone who is taking charge of all the people around him. And somehow it was, it was for me, this is what I have to do also. My grandma was this kind of person and I grew up with her. She was the, the one who takes on everything. She lead all the house with yeah. strength and coldness and resilience and like military just to make everything go the right uh, way. And I think I inherited this kind of behavior from her. Yes. So I don't have a choice, actually. I feel like I don't have a choice. I'm the one who has who have to take this responsibility regardless what is happening uh, around me. I am the one who is responsible and I don't have the choice. And I have to take this responsibility and move with it till it uh, finish. So this is what I was thinking actually and feeling. And this is this is interesting because this is the this is the experience of so many people and people will relate to this that there isn't it's almost it becomes unemotional because I have to yeah. do it. I have to do it. Yes. I have no choice. But what I'm saying is underneath that layer of duty and I have to do it, there's something happening. There's a there's something happening inside of you. Because I have to do it is not the same as I really, really want to do this. Yeah. And that's what I'm just, that's what I'm just exploring with you right yeah. now. Yeah. What yes, do you, yeah. And so you're whole, you said you were holding on and I understand that because there's a strength to that, isn't it? There's a resilience. Yeah. I will hold everything yes. in and I will just keep going. Yes. And then I'll collapse at the, in the, yes. at the end of the day, but I will keep going. Exactly. And, and actually, it's another another pattern in me, actually. Since I was a child, I, I have always had things done this way. I have to put aside all emotion, all troubles, and I have to move with a plan, with actions. And I don't just uh, uh, get triggered with uh, other things around me. I think the feeling, um, maybe fear. Right. Fear. Fear of failure, maybe. Fear of failure. Yeah. 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 Fear of failure, a lack of security. I want safety, maybe. Yeah. Safety. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think that is probably, like, like you say, yeah, that deepest layer of, I don't want to let these people down. And exactly. Yeah. This is it. I don't let. I don't want to let someone down and uh, go go through pain or any kind of trouble if I can help, even though I don't really want. You know. Right. Yes. And so there, there's the conflict. I don't really want to. I'm afraid, actually, not because I don't like them or I don't love them, because just I'm afraid that it hurts on me. 
Exactly. So if I don't do this, I may be rejected. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. yeah, I may lose something in myself if I don't do this. But the point that I suppose that I'm I'm um, leading you toward is the part of you that actually doesn't want to do it. I'm not saying it's the whole of you, but a part of you. Yeah. When we're talking about taking on responsibility, most of us don't want to take on that responsibility. Otherwise, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be something that even we said. So let's let's just talk in those sort of terms. Like there's a there's a part of you that really does want to look after your mum in that situation and be there for her, but there's also another part that doesn't want to, and that finds it really difficult. Yes. Is that would that be true yes. to say? I think yes. And if I don't want, because I feel like this kind of situation will block me from my yearning for expansion or going away or or experiencing uh, other kind of situation, more happy, more. It's a limiting experience for you then to take on that responsibility. And given that your nature is so expansive, it yes, it's another... Um, another small box. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So coming back to your rosacea, then I hear all this, like this wonderful, fiery, expansive energy, but you've also talked about this um, holding on and holding back. What's it like to hold on to that emotion inside your body? What's it like not feeling able to express what you want to express? Tension tension all over my body and especially in my belly right uh but it's tension tension actually tension i always got myself my my shoulders up my knees uh tight even mm. my to- toes i think my 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 feet doesn't hit the ground actually yeah when i am I'm, I'm, I'm sitting on chair I caught myself, I don't really put my feet on the chair or I'm always standing, for example, taking my phone, uh, watching things or even even I don't watch anything, just standing. And I have had this habit since I was a child, actually. Uh. So I'm, I'm, I'm observing it right now. I'm, I'm giving it attention more and more just to understand how I behave or how am I unconsciously my movement, my body. I didn't know that my my body really counts. Actually, I have always had everything going on in my mind. Yeah, the upper part of my body, my mind and shoulders. I'm not really aware of my body when I first uh, observed my body. I felt uh, a strong pressure. Actually, there is like a heavy load of something on under my skin. Like my my but my my blood was rushing, and there is a vibration actually in my mind that, uh, my in my body that was very strong that I didn't uh, know about it before. I observed. That's so beautiful what you've just said, and there's this heavy feeling under my skin. You said yeah, so. Yeah. Uh, so when you when you. Th- think of those words and you think of your rosacea how might you interpret that it's like screaming actually like screaming and i i always caught myself uh, vo- there is a voice inside of me that is always yelling and screaming 
and aggressive and trying to to um to prove herself or to take her rights because it wasn't given to her uh, every time there is a situation that i don't really uh take the space to speak in that moment i found myself ruminating about it and thinking about it and yelling in inside and and uh, building a conversation like uh, if i was supposed to say something i would say it this way and this way and this way and always with with uh, anger and assertiveness and uh, yeah. pushiness and uh, they always say to me that you are a bit um, aggressive when you talk you are always angry when you talk and I have always experienced it like I'm passionate, actually. I'm not angry. I just, when, when there is something that really means to me, I just talk with passion. And sometimes people get offended by the way I talk or the way I speak or the, the, the vocabulary that I use. It comes like direct and, direct and uh, triggering maybe, or I, I don't know. So I have always uh, had this description like you are, a bit pushy like yeah. person or a bit aggressive like a person or when i express my anger they just uh, try to 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 silence me every time they don't even listen to, to what i'm saying actually they just say to me uh, please uh, lower your voice you are screaming you are they don't even pay attention to what i'm saying actually they just pay attention to the way i'm saying it and they don't seem to understand what i'm going through or I'm trying to to express actually. And so there's this real passion to um, communicate something. A real passion to communicate. Yeah. I'm a very communicative person and talkative yeah. somehow. <laughs> and isn't it interesting that um, what comes up in your skin, you know, this is a, in terms of that redness of rosacea, we think of the blood and we think of flushing and the heart is related to communication. You know, the heart opens into the tongue. All that volume of blood, if you like, coming up into your face, ready to be expressed and then can't be expressed. Yes, I think it makes sense. Yeah, I, I've always had this feeling that there is something blocked in my my heart. When I try to be great, grateful for something, actually. Yes. The feeling of tightness it out outgrow the feeling of uh, expansion yes or uh, being grateful for something actually i have i have this feeling of something like a rock in my in my heart yeah so i have trouble to feel to feel pleasure in my life actually right okay and so so this really is starting to make sense to me as i'm hearing you as to why the rosacea mm. might be showing up, is it make is it starting to make sense to you why this might yes, be coming yeah. up? Yes, it, it makes sense. Yes, absolutely. So it's almost like your heart, your passion is coming up permanently on your face because it's like a sign that I have got something to communicate. I want to communicate. Yes. And I feel yes. blocked. So this blockage, it stops that flow through your face because there's a there's something in you that is so keen, so needing to communicate. Yeah. Yes, it's true, actually. 
it's true. I, I like to communicate with people. When people first uh, see me, they always say that you look severe or you look distant or you look, uh, uh, we fear you actually. Because I don't really, I'm not that expressive when I just meet someone. When I, I become comfortable with that person and I feel it's safe to be who you are around that person, my personality shows bit by bit. So uh, I don't really communicate at first. I'm not that the kind of person that go uh, easily to other, other person. I just observe, make sure that they deserve to be <laughs> talked with or I can be safe around them. Then uh, things show up after after that. Yeah. So there's a reason why you don't communicate yourself as clearly when you first meet somebody. Then if you, you know, you're looking for safety. Yes. What do you think might be behind that? Why might you be looking for safety in communication? Because uh, I think I, I have dealt with situation where I wasn't allowed to speak or give my opinion. Uh, I, I grew up in a family where everyone was older, way older than me. So when I try to to inter- interact with them or uh, be part of any conversation, whatever it is, and I try to, um, to express what I think actually as a person or what I'm saying uh, at that moment, they just shush me and told me, no, you are the younger one. You don't have the right to, to say anything. You don't just understand st- growing up stuff. And I just don't accept it because I feel like, no, I understand actually. Yeah. So what's interesting then is that, you see, this is a a pattern from the past that's still affecting you today. So this Mm -hmm. um, holding back, like holding back from who you truly are when you first meet somebody, for example. Yes. Um, So in, in, and that's a pattern. When I first uh, meet them. I just observe them, analyze them, get everything about them. Then I decide to open up. What would it be like to be able to speak your truth no matter where you were, whoever you were with? What would that what would that feel like? Just being able just to speak and express yourself, express whatever you wanted. I think power and joy. Yes. And when you say that. And when we're talking about it now, what what do, what happens in your body? I I give a sight actually. Yeah. <laughs> ah. Yes. Can you, can you feel a relaxation in that? Yeah, that idea of actually, yeah. What if I was to walk through the world with no fear of what of being judged or criticized, or somebody else trying to make me smaller? Mm. Actually, this is uh, this is uh, this is it. Actually, I fear to expose myself to people or to environment that I I, I can't con- control. Yeah. So actually, I'm good with makeup, and I love makeup. And sometimes I try to make something on Instagram or put pictures or videos, and my friends always support me on that and tell me why you don't put something, why you don't do it, and. All I I think about is how people gonna react to what I'm posting to my face, yeah, to the way I put something or to, to the way I express myself. So and it's social media is an environment that I can't I can't control actually. It's not like one to one 
conversation, when I see something that it's a bit off, I just silence myself and I don't engage with that person. But if it's a big scale and I can't see the faces or the people, I fear that actually, I fear that. Right. And the reason you fear it is because in the past you've always been criticised and shut down. Yes, in my family special. But you're, what you're doing is you're working from a pattern from the childhood. You've got such, like I've said before, you know, and I can hear it in you, such passion and such a big energy that you are trying to push into a little jar of you. <laughs> and, um, and the more you fear the say they're getting a negative comment or what are people going to think, the more likely it is that you will draw that towards you and until you can mm. start to differentiate yourself and go, actually, this is me and I'm an adult now. I'm not that child anymore. And actually I can say what I like. I can do what yeah. I like and I can put, I can put whatever yeah. I want out there in social media and, and it doesn't really matter to me whether people what people say about it, because I know that it's come from my heart and it's come from me and what I create in the world is me. And nobody else can actually make me smaller because the power is inside of me. How does it make you feel when I'm saying that to you? (laughs) Inspiring, actually, inspiring and powerful, actually. If uh, I can go in, in the world with this mindset, yeah, I think I will not have any fear about anyone. I just I will focus on how I feel, how it makes me feel, uh, how I do things. This is it. Yeah, and actually, uh, uh, the fear is um, is about what if what I say can cause troubles, or can cause chaos or drama. Well. Is that true? Can it be possibly true that you can cause drama and conflict? It happened in the past, actually. I can see what you have interpreted as being you, but all you're ever doing is expressing yourself. And it's somebody else's opinion that has been the, been the conflict. Instead of going... I can hear what you're saying. I accept what you're saying, but this is my opinion. What I think is this mm-hmm. is, is then, you know, the, the conflict or the drama is coming from you shouldn't say that. Yes. I think I have that with uns- emotionally unstable people that are um, older than me, way older than me. And I have uh, found myself when I say something or do something, it just triggers them maybe and they project all their stuff or emotion of that's right on me and i didn't understood it back to that time because i haven't uh, that consciousness to interpret yeah. things that way but now when i i look back to it i can say that it was it was actually them and yeah. how they feel that put it on, put it on me even though i was a little child Exactly. And so uh, is anybody else's emotional reaction caused by you? Are you responsible for anyone else's emotional reaction? 
Actually, I have always thought this, that my world or the way I think may cause any reaction from other people. Yeah. I trigger them maybe. I trigger, because sometimes I say things bl bluntly without any filter. So I think your reaction uh, made me feel like uh, I only say things that hurt or say things that are harsh or things that I, I shouldn't say maybe. So even at work, sometimes I don't speak my mind at work just because I feel that the reaction of uh, the yeah. bosses or uh, I have uh, had some conflict in this area <laughs> too. Okay. To me, this is about taking responsibility for how somebody reacts to you. So you you shut yourself down because you're worried um, about their reaction, and so that's you taking that's you constricting and constraining yourself to mm -hmm. preserve a um, to preserve somebody else's feelings. And yes. you, you know, this is a, a really, really common scenario, and we do this a lot: is make ourselves responsible for somebody else's reactions. When the truth, if we speak our truth and we speak about who we are, somebody else's emotional reactions to that is not our problem. It's not to do with us. It's to do with their own triggers and their own issues. True, and yes. their own ego yes and the you know the the world of opinion people always have to have an opinion well it's fine if people want to have an opinion but it doesn't make anyone else wrong and so what you're feeling mm -hmm. is is that you are wrong to express because of their reaction to you and um that's not true that's not true. You can be whoever you want to. You think of people who are like, I don't know, movie stars or, or controversial speakers. They're, they, they're triggering people all over the place, but they're just standing yeah. in their power, speaking their truth. True, yes. Yeah, absolutely. It makes sense, actually. Uh, I have work to do uh, with this uh, Yes. And so I would just invite you just to work with that idea that this, that there's part of you inside that wants to show her passion and energy and communicate. Yes. And, um, and when you shut that, hold that person in, this is what's showing up in your face. You know, it's like she's raging to, to, to get out there and express herself. I'm gonna cry. <laughs> I think it's true, actually. I think it's true. Uh, actually, I have always dealt with people that, especially in my family, you are so talkative. You talk a lot. And even when I say random things, actually. So I don't know if I have to talk, I can talk, or I don't talk. I question myself a lot before I, I, I say something. Right. And, uh, Actually, one of my biggest skills is writing and all expression. And I have always um, make myself successful based on those two skills. Right. Even though, thanks God, I think I, ha I, am, I have a set of skills 
a good set of skills, but what what differentiated me from others is the way I speak and the way I write or the ability to write and speak all the time. So it's a beautiful gift. Um, yeah. That I'm discovering actually. Yeah, it's a beautiful I have always thought that it's it's normal to be like that. Well, just sort of coming to the end now. Um, has that mm-hmm. has that helped you understand what's what's ha- what's going on inside yes. you know on your face? Yes, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Especially the part that um, focused on communication, and that there is something that I want to say. Yeah. And uh, I haven't the space to say it, or maybe I have to think about how to make myself seen in other environments not the environment that I am used to because I think I'm I'm still in the same environment. Yeah. So this has been a really beautiful conversation to have and um, I think it might be really helpful for many people out there. So yes. thank you so much for your vulnerability. Thanks for giving us uh, the the space actually to to talk about what what is um holding inside and making troubles in my and our lives and thanks for uh, for giving me the space to and listening to me and trying to help me and this is beautiful <laughs> oh, well, you're very you're really welcome and um thank you so much thanks for listening if you enjoyed this you'll find a lot more content on my instagram account at thehealingpoint.underscore If you have a question you'd like to explore and are willing to take part in the podcast, you'll find all the information you need on my website, which is www.tracystevens.org slash podcast. Thanks and see you soon.